Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grand. I am your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for grand on the county, state, or national level. Today's podcast is sponsored by CCI.live. In 2017, it was released as the first of its kind online bidding. CCI.live is here to help you promote your auctions and to provide the best online marketing services. Today's guest is Kelton Arthur from Ripley, Oklahoma. Not only is Kelton competitive in the show ring, but he is also competitive in many other things. He is a good friend of mine and one of the most competitive people I know. I'm sure you're just as ready to hear from him as I am. So let's get started. So hello, how are you? Uh, good, how about yourself? I'm doing just fine. How's school and everything? Oh, well, it's a little weird because we went back for like our first week and then like a weekend a girl in the other class like tested positive. So all my friends had to start going from home school and stuff. So it's been kind of weird trying to do that and play baseball without them without having those kids there and just it's been a little weird all the classes have been pretty empty which is not my usual what I'm used to yeah thankfully that hasn't happened to us yet our sonic did shut down though and a kid in my grade's dad is the manager so everyone's freaked out but I'm sure it'll all be fine yeah, I just sometimes people overreact just a tad just a tad so, I have many role models, and I'm sure you have a few, too. Who in the cattle industry are you most inspired by? Oh, hands down, it has to be my dad. Uh, he's just really inspired me because he started out with, I mean, as little as you have, pretty much, coming out of college, uh, bought a place in Stillwater, and pretty much bought 10 acres of land. And then he built fences and stuff on it, and it had a barn, so he fixed that up. And he, he thankfully ended up buying 10 more acres. And then we're here today, and we just kept adding on and building and stuff. And now we have a barn and cows and pastures, which is a nice thing to have now. But back then, I don't think my dad envisioned what we would have right now back then. That's pretty awesome. My dad tells me stories about how he used to go out and he would help other people clip their cattle and fit. And he said that that's how he raised enough money to pay for our show barn. Like you said, I'm sure that he didn't know where we would be at today. And that's just pretty awesome. My dad actually, speaking of like clipping and fitting for people, my dad actually fit how he started learning how to uh, fit and stuff. He Bit my mom's built horns for uh, Junior Nationals at Chickasha, and he would uh, clip all the kids' calves, and that's kind of how he learned how to do it. He also learned from Travis Otterstad to help him learn a lot of what he knows. That's really cool. Some of the best stories, and just some of the best stories, are the ones like that. Yeah, for sure. Just really inspiring to know that those people have worked so hard over their life and then you kind of get to 
appreciate them and look back and say, wow, I didn't realize they did all this hard work to get where they are today. Absolutely. Every showman has something that they find challenging. I do, and a lot of people I know do. I want to know what you find most challenging, whether it's in the barn or in the show ring. That's kind of a tough one. One of the hardest things for me is trying to balance all my extracurricular activities, schoolwork, baseball, basketball, and showing and then still having time to uh, get home and work with the Cavs. But thankfully, we have a hired hand or two that'll help us out whenever we need it. And speaking of that, last night I actually had a baseball game, that, and we had to go, and we didn't get back till eleven o'clock. And so, wow, that was a late one. But yeah, that's also a question I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you how you juggled sports with showing cattle and everyday barn work? Most of the time, thankfully this year, I have more of like a study hall hour where I get to get all my homework and stuff. It's last hour and we get to go into the classroom and pretty much work on all the stuff we need to by ourselves, which has really been nice for me. That way I don't have to, after I get my sports and my cattle stuff done, I don't have to go back home and be like, oh, I've got two classes worth of homework to do. I can just be happy that I've got all it done and cattle are done, fed, happy, and that I'm ready for school the next day. I play basketball too, and I've had some homework at the end of the day. We also take piano lessons, and sometimes it's hard for me to juggle all of that with barn work and still getting all the barn work done because sometimes I get so focused on either piano or homework. And I have to remind myself that showing cattle and getting all that work done is important too. Yeah, I try to get that stuff done before I get any of my other stuff done just because I feel like, well, that and schoolwork, I've kind of leave, sports are kind of the last on the list. Uh, But those two are probably the more important ones just because my parents really want me to excel in uh, both uh, aspects of those two things. Tell us a little bit about your routine in the barn. On a good day, I'll wake up at like 6.37, go get my uh, Colson Huffers out of the pens. I'll throw one of them in the cooler, and then I'll put my other one in the barn, just under the fans, and then we'll rinse them, and then I'll help put in my sister's stuff, and then I'll go get the rest of my stuff, so I'll get in my two, my three steers, and then I obviously had already put my hippers in, so then I got to put the steers in, tie them up, and then I'll go to school. Go to school, get home about 3.15, get back to the house at like 3.25, 3.30-ish. Uh, sometimes I'll go over there and rinse the steers, and then sometimes I won't. Most of the time, we get over there at night about about right before it gets dark, about 30 to 40 minutes before it gets dark, and we'll uh, get the steers. We'll turn the steers out first, just because they aren't the main focus at the moment. And then we'll leave the heifers in for 20 more minutes, just because it's cooler. And then we'll take them out, and then I have to get my heifer out of the cooler, 
take her out, blow her out, put flashman on her, then walk her out to her pen. Uh, we, that's about our normal routine around the barn. But then once we finish that, if I have enough time, I'll go check my cow that has a calf on her side. Uh, she had a little heifer calf, which we're, I was excited. I was really hoping for a bull calf, but it ended up being a heifer, which isn't a bad thing, but it's not always what I wanted. I think it's important for showmen to understand that sometimes it's better to have a routine down instead of just going out in the barn every day and, you know, doing whatever. Because a saying that I like to remember is a schedule is like a house of cards. And if you take a card away, then it all falls down. <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, whenever, like, some days I'll be like, be ready. And then coach will be like, hey, guys, we've got a game. Tuesday or Thursday or whenever, and I'll be like, oh, dang, I have to rinse my calves that day. Dad said we needed to rinse the calves or that's going to get in the way of kicking the steers out or something. And so thankfully we have the guys at the barn, like I said earlier, that'll go in there and help get those, kick out them for me. But like, as I'm talking about, I have, a, I have my county fairs tomorrow and I have a baseball game. It's like the toughest team we play all year. Sadly, I won't get to be there because of the show. But that's one of those things. Like, I had to prioritize showing over sports or just and just picking which one was probably the best for me. And so I needed to show this year because he'd never been shown before. Probably a good thing that I that we decided to end up showing it instead of going to the baseball game. It's always good to have a little backup help for, like you said, just instances like that because you have to play baseball on the day of your county fair and so you're definitely going to need a little backup help for that yeah and thankfully when my dad he's going to colorado to go look at uh calves and so he won't be there and thankfully we have a hired hand that goes to osu that he's going to kind of help me at the show and stuff Set up stalls and everything, which is really nice. Yeah, that's definitely good to have help. What is you and your family's most memorable experience throughout showing cattle? That one's kind of tough, but then at the same time, it's kind of easy. Because thankfully, we've had a lot of success. And uh, my hands down, probably the most enjoyable moment was when I won Kansas City because no one thought that the purebred Charlotte Heifer was going to win the whole show. We didn't even think it was going to happen. I was like, Dad, do you even think I have a chance? He was like, nope, just show your butt off. Maybe it will happen. And thankfully, that's what happened. And i just very happy that happened because I knew that there was a lot, a lot of good heifers out there. And I was very grateful to be able to be chosen as the winner. Yeah, I can't argue on that. That was very awesome. And I was there in the grand drive with my Hereford heifer. And when I saw him go over and shake your hand, I thought, oh, man, that's so cool. I'm so happy. And that, that was just really cool. I was doing a paper for class the other day, and we had to, like, have some pictures of, like, what you did at home and stuff. And I found the picture of him coming over to select me in my face. Eyes are as big as saucers, and my mouth is huge. You can just tell there was no expectation of that happening at all. So It's always the best thing for me to go back and look at all those old pictures that were taken, and I just love doing that. And a lot of times 
for Christmas or my birthday, my Nana or my Aunt Christy will make a little picture book. And I just love going through and looking at all those old pictures. Pictures say a thousand words. And it's just really cool to go back and look at all that and remember Oh, that's it. for sure. Pictures can talk way louder than words sometimes. Uh, I go back. I saw, we still have it in my house. My first Charlotte Heifer. I saw the picture of her and I was like, who would have known this little Oklahoma kid would have been able to do so much in this, like, <laughs> competitive ring? And I'm looking back, I'm like, I really wish I would have appreciated how much I had done back then now that I appreciate it now that I do it or now that I have done it. That's pretty cool. Every showman in the cattle industry has had some kind of disappointment or something that they just weren't very proud of. What would one of those moments be for you and your family? Well, so a few years ago, I had my first postal steer. He was red and white. He was a Simmental. He was one of my better steers I've had. A week before the show, I'm walking him out, and Dad says, Hey, Kelton, are you leading him, honey? I was like, no, I'm leading him normal. He had hurt his leg about a week before the show. Oh, and so no. he kind of got into the show ring. You know how with heifers, they want you to kind of circle. That way they can see, like, big circles. Or that way you can see their structures good. Yes. Dad said, circle him as least as you can. Just because he'd hurt his leg and he wasn't. He normally was hitting his stride. He started missing it by four or five inches about a week before the show. Oh, no. That was a rough week. Yeah. That's never good. Everybody has some kind of disappointment here and there. It's always important to lose with honor and grace. Like Lauren May said in another podcast, she said that people are going to remember you more after you lose or don't do well than after you win. So it's important to be able to handle yourself well. Yeah, that's for sure. Every time my dad says, Every time before I go to a show or walk in the show ring, Dad's like, I don't care how you do. You smile, thankful that you you get to go out there and show competitive cattle with some of the best kids in the country. How is your Charlotte Heifer? Wasn't her name Fiona? Yeah, Fiona. Uh, she was, like, probably my favorite one, not just because of how she did. She, uh, I liked her because she probably acted the best. That year was last kind of funny because I had a heifer we called Gigi and uh, I showed her OYE the spring before and uh, she got away from me three times in the same class and I got mad and then we kind of worked with her a lot before the before the show and we took her to Junior Nationals and we showed her Junior Nationals and then we I think she got third overall at Junior Nationals and then uh, we sh- we didn't we showed them the two shars at uh, Kansas City, and then Fiona ended up beating her just because Gigi was more of the stout cow you one, and Fiona was more of the cooler kind of breeding piece you want that I like the one you put on the catalog. You know what I'm saying? So they ended up picking Fiona, and then you know the story from there. Uh huh. Yeah. I've had a steer that's gotten away from me pretty badly. It was actually just a few months ago, and he's better now, but 
I was just so mad at him. That had never happened to me before. And I was embarrassed. And I was like, why did this happen? Did we not work hard enough with him or what? And I was just about what happened. And I was mad at my steer. And my mom and my dad were like, Sierra, you have to remember to handle yourself. We're going to work with this steer and we're going to not and we're going to train him to not do that anymore. And they're like, it's going to be hard, but I know we can do it. So you have to handle yourself. And now I've come to realize that that's more important than I thought it was before. Yeah, for sure. My OIE steer, which unfortunately, unfortunately, I didn't get to show him. I'd been leading him out perfectly fine the first few nights. One night I wasn't thinking anything about it. I was looking up on the hill because uh, they were doing something with the four-wheeler moving cows or something. I was like, wonder what cows are moving. Right as I said that, my steer jerked his head and I was holding on. He hurts me to the ground, and I got rope burning all over my fingers. And my dad was with another steer, and uh, he was leading another steer. The other steer acted fine. My dad walked up, picked his head right up. It was just, he wasn't crazy, but slight as bit. It was just a thing of, like, I just wasn't paying attention, and I was mad and frustrated that I let go and wasn't paying attention. And so looking back, I, need to, I realized that I need to pay more attention because I just, he wasn't that broke, but he wasn't crazy. So I just need to be more careful with how I handle myself when I'm working with probably not as gentle calves. Absolutely. It, especially if they're a newer steer heifer in the barn, you always want to make sure you don't treat them like you've had them forever and you have to kind of take it easy with them for a mi- little bit to never let your guard down even with those really nice animals you have to make sure that you never let your guard down my dad always tells me never let your guard down because when you least expect it they'll act up on you and that's what happened with my steer at that show when he got away that's like the most important part probably for me is just always be ready for it and you never is what you said you never know when it's going to happen Definitely. Are there any goals that you would like to share with us? Whether it's just sports, showing, barn work, really anything. I mean, I'd like to, I want to win my, uh, win a class at Denver. Like that'd be a really cool thing to do. I was second this year. Like I thought I had a good chance at it. I came out and I was mad. I wasn't mad, but I was disappointed. And my dad's like, you know why you didn't win? He was like, I was like, why? Because he said you didn't show hard enough. And you, saw, you were in the showmanship with me the night before that. And my dad thought I showed better in showmanship than I did in the actual show. And he said, if you'd have showed like you did in showmanship, you probably would have won your class. So that just kind of fires me up to try to go back and win my class, which is one of my bigger goals for right now. In showmanship at Junior National Hereford Expo, I went into the show ring just like I normally do, and I made it out of my heat, and then when I went in for semifinals, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I just wasn't really my normal self when I was showing, and I was really disappointed when I didn't get make it out of my semifinals, and my mom told me, what were you doing out there? Why weren't you focused? Why weren't you your normal self when you show? And I was just like, I don't know why. 
And so now I try my very, very hardest to focus really hard in the show ring on staying very focused and always like I normally do. I don't really know what happened there, but I will never do that again. And I'll always try my very hardest to stay as focused as I can in the show ring. Yeah, for a little stretch, it was, it was about two or three shows that my dad would get on to me because I'd kind of, one thing I'd get kind of bad about, I'd do it in class some, but I did it in the show ring. I'd, I'd call it quit looking at the cheerleaders. I'd, I'd be showing and wouldn't even be paying attention. I'd just be looking, just looking around, looking at what was happening at uh, Tulsa. That was probably the main one that happened. My dad, he said, uh, what were you doing up there? Like in a kind of a angrier manner. And he said, yeah, you were staring at the, in the stands the whole time. What were you doing? I just said, I don't know. I just got lost. And then that happened in Kansas City again. And he kind of got a little angrier that time. And so thankfully, and then I stopped after that. And now I were, I'm where I am today. Sometimes it's hard, especially for us, to not get in La La Land while we're in the show ring. It's just hard sometimes, but I've gotten a lot better at staying more focused in the show ring, and I like to pray a little bit while I'm in the show ring. If I catch myself getting caught off, I'm just like, dear Jesus, please help me to stay focused and help me win over my class or whatever I'm competing in. It's important to stay focused in the show ring. Yeah, that's a great way to approach things. I've never looked at anything like that. I think we're fixing to go. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Just anything about yourself or some words of advice? I would just say to any kids out there who want to be successful, just keep working hard. Don't give up. That's the main thing I want to tell people is that you never know when uh, you're going to hit your lucky moment or you're going to get that perfect steer, or your judge is going to think yours is the head of the class by a mile, or just that one lucky moment that you may have, or make the sale, or anything just like that, and just keep working hard. Those are excellent words of advice, and that's something we all need to strive for. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Sierra, and tell your sisters I said hi. I will. Tell Kennedy and your mom and dad that I said hi. I'll do. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like or share it. You can look me up at Shooting for Grand on Facebook. And if you are interested in sponsoring an episode, you can also message me there. God be with you as you shoot for grand. Thank you.